You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, how about we do a little aloha? Perfect. Now turn to your neighbor and tell them Jesus loves you. Come on, do it better than that. Jesus loves you. Tell them that. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to, first of all, say thank you to uh, Ryan and Zoe and the rest of the reality team and just having us to come and share and minister today. Well, this is, I think, the principal or something. Sorry, hang on. Okay, this is more Sean-like now. Anyway, once again, thank you to uh, Ryan and Zoe for just allowing us to come and minister today. Uh, there's a huge backstory to this relationship that we uh, have been going on for almost four years now. But I, I think we should call that guy Principal Joel, Pastor Joel. Um, what you guys are doing, first of all, what you guys are doing for the school is exactly what the church, the big church, all the churches, is supposed to be doing for our schools and our community. You guys are affecting change. He calls it a small number. He gave 30 people, but you guys are reaching thousands. So how about you give yourself a hand for what you guys are doing for this community committee? Seriously, just clap. Give yourself a hand. And so Ryan and Zoe, I really appreciate you folks for just uh, doing what you folks have been called to do and with the leadership team and stepping out and moving to Hawaii. Like, who wouldn't want to move to Hawaii, right? But then when you get here, you figure that milk is 5 bucks and gas is $7. And why did I move to Hawaii? But you moved here anyway, right? And then uh, so just thank you folks for allowing me to be here. Second of all, I wanted to uh, invite my wife up real quick. I want to just honor her. This is my wife. She told me we'll be married uh, 18 months come this Wednesday. Yay. Woo-hoo. Thank you, baby. And then we have a, a blended family. My daughter, Brandy, has been a, a member of your church for a couple of years now. Where's Brandy? You can say hi, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. And then my our son, Chad, back there. Can't, well, he can't stand up, but he's got a cast on his foot. So say hi to Chad over there. Chad's moving back to Japan in a couple months to go work over there. So it's been a blessing as a blended family. And so that's, that's my family that we have now. And then the next thing I want to talk about is, I don't know about you guys, but I love my Rainbow Warrior football team. If you go to UH, I went to UH, I didn't graduate there, but they won last night. They are now the, it's just so weird. They are now the Mountain West, West Division champion, and they're going to Boise to play Boise in two weeks to, to win the game. And so last night I was yelling all the way into the second quarter, and then I had to stop yelling so that I could speak today and be able to have a voice today. So uh, the chair in front of me has all my handprints on it for making all that noise. But I just love God, I love my wife and family, and I love UH football. That's just one thing that I did. So anyway, let's get started. Um, this week is Thanksgiving weekend, right? We all know that. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. It's been a part of our culture from however many thousands of years, hundreds of years ago. And from the culture perspective, you know, once a year we're supposed to be thankful. And sorry, I use pigeon. I say thankful. I know there's English teachers in here. They're going to be, it's not thankful. It's thankful. But anyway, it's once a time in a year from a culture perspective that we're supposed to be thankful. But as a Christian, as a Christian, we're supposed to be thankful every single day, right? But how many of you in here just have a problem at times with being thankful? Raise your hand. Person cuts you off in traffic. Someone sends you a bill. Your mom or dad pisses you off. Your spouse is not nice to you. Your dog ate your homework. It's hard to be thankful all the time. Isn't that correct? But today, I just want to share with you on one particular scripture. I'm going to give you guys a break because I know Riz teaches like a whole book at a time. I'm just choosing three verses, 
right? Riz teaches like 27 scriptures, and so I, I love that. I, I will do that too, but I only have 20 minutes. I don't have three hours with you guys today. So if you have your Bible, can you turn to 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18? If it's on your phone, it's on your Bible, whatever you got. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's a scripture I want to talk about to you today, just a little bit. And I kind of wanted to share uh, my testimony to kind of tell you guys where I'm from and where I've come from and what God's done in my life. But before we do that, let's pray. Is that okay? Father God, we just come before you today with just a grateful and loving and thankful heart, Lord. That regardless of the circumstances that we are going through, you are always there. You've never forsaken us or left us or ran away from us, Lord. As far as we've tried to run from you, you've always been there. So, Father God, I just thank you that you allow us to come and worship you and exalt you and desire you and learn more about you, Lord. And so, Father, I just pray today just a blessings on Reality Honolulu and each person that is attending this church and participating in the life of this church. Father, I just pray peace and blessings on them right now, Lord. I pray that they hear you in the midst of this story that I'm about to tell. And that everything I share today, Lord, is about you. That regardless of what I've been through, Lord, that you get the glory, the honor, and the praise. And we just thank you, Father, and we love you, and we just honor you, and we praise you. And all God's people say, amen. amen. So you got to be asking yourself, what is this guy doing here today? Who is this guy? I know Riz preaches. I know Butch gets up and shares a great word. I know your reality pastors, who I met all of them, come and speak. Who is this guy that's sharing with you today? So I'll take you back a little bit, and then I'm going to come back to present time. But on November 27, 2002, actually almost 17 years ago today, I was told that my mom, who was 56 years old at that time, was going to die. Whether it be one day, one week, or one month, that she was going to die. And Thanksgiving 2002 landed on November 28, which is the exact day of Thanksgiving 2019. On that weekend, I can't remember if it was the Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving, I gave my life to God. And it wasn't a chance thing. I mean, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I went to Kamehameha. That's a Christian-based school. I heard about God. I've seen God. I've seen God do miracles even before I knew him. But I didn't really know God. And during that time, and I'll talk more about later, I was probably in the darkest part of my life. Personally, and then with my family at that time, and then with my mom. And I can't remember, like I said, if it was Thursday or Friday of that week that they told me my mom was going to die, or my brother and my father and I, but I gave my life to the Lord. And, and it's so funny how God works. So my dad, my mom, who grew up Christian and was kind of, my grandparents took us to Christian church, a Catholic church, but she grew up Christian, and she asked my father to go find a priest. And so my dad, born Buddhist, non-practicing, has this, if you guys remember, you know your age, if you had a philofax, who knows what a philofax is? It's a big like, it's your phone, but it was in a book that had all your numbers and credit cards and addresses. Went to grab his Philofax and to call the only pastor he knew a priest. And it was a former drinking buddy who was one of his friends who had become a pastor with New, uh, pastor New Hope Hilo, where Pastor Wayne is from. And so he's going to his car to grab the number. As the elevator door opens, Pastor Ed Nakamoto standing right there. He's coming to see somebody else. But that day, he didn't come to see somebody else. He came to see us. And that day, I gave my life to the Lord. One month later, on December 27th, my mom passed away at the age of 56. And at that point in time, that was the most devastating thing 
that could happen to a, a son that was 34, 35, and a daughter who was 13, and my mom was the rock of the church, or for church and our family. So I go back to the scripture, to today, Sunday, November 24th. In the last 17 years, I've learned about this scripture, that we should rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So where I'm at today, today is cool. I've been remarried for a year and three months. I have this awesome, amazing, blended family. I've been on a, almost a one-year sabbatical from being a licensed pastor. I, I took a break last year. We got married. I wanted to focus on our marriage. Uh, I, was, I, I was birthed out of New Hope, Oahu, planted a church with my senior pastor called Aloha Pa'ole in Salt Lake and was going through all kinds of transition. And I just laid down my license for a year so I could focus on my wife. But in the meantime, God gave me a marketplace ministry. I worked on it at Matson. How many of you know who Matson is or what Matson does? I work with guys that make big money. And I'm not one of those guys that didn't you know that, right? <laughs> we move 90% of the stuff in Hawaii. But with big money comes big problems. And so I work in a place that is it's, it's great people. I love every single one of them, even though every single day I want to throw some of them in the water. But I can't. Or I won't. I might, but I won't. But I love that place. It's, it's my marketplace. So the last three years, two and a half years, I've been a manager of a department, and I get to shepherd 32 people a day. Four of them are believers, the rest aren't. But that's been my marketplace ministry for the last two years, and it'll continue to be my marketplace ministry to the day God calls me out. And in the meantime, he told me and I are about to step into a, a leadership role. And, and I can't say we're taking over a church, because the senior pastor is God. I'm just one of his gadoots helping him out. And a good one for you don't know is like a guy that helps him out all the time. He's the guy that does all the rubbish picking up and sweeps after things. So I'm, I'm God's good one. I'm helping him lead his church. But we're walking into the season of a church that's right down the street. Every Sunday, come off 6th Avenue, reality's to the left, light springs to the right. I mean, you can't even be closer than that as a church. And so it's a great season for us right now. And that's why I'm today. But 17 years ago, Man, my life was upside down. Storms. I mean, you're talking like hurricane seven status, hurricane 10 categories are storms. And it wasn't storms that anybody else caused but me. I was chasing the riches of man, chasing the cultural life. I knew God. I would go to Catholic church on Sundays, ask for forgiveness, walk out, and then yell at the guy in the parking lot. So that wasn't an active participating faith living. But since that day of my mom's passing and saying yes to Jesus, I've been through some of the most difficult, most challenging, most rewarding, most colorful, most tearful, most whatever emotion you can think of in my life. And from that day my mom passed away to today, God has allowed me to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in everything. I'll share with you a couple of things in my life, because if I was here telling you this story, I don't know about the thing about going like a roller coaster up and down, up and down, up and down. That's been my whole life. And I, I've been able to live through that because of what God's been doing for me. So my mom passes away. Um, Brandy's mom, my former wife, at, at that time, I was about to leave me. And my, my daughter was probably the most upset person in the world because of her father. Uh, I lost my job. I, was, I did some things because of my creative thinking that, that forced me to quit my job. And I actually spent some time in jail. Um, I had to repay society, I had to 
make amends. I, I got partnered with a guy that loved God. He was my senior. He was a pastor at that time, wasn't a senior pastor. Uh, I hooked up with him, got discipled by him. Uh, my good friend and I opened up a business. Uh, we tried from 2008 to 2012. Business falls apart in 2012. We sell every, well, sell, we dumped everything, gave it back to whatever we did. And then I get a heart condition that I got healed by God. And then my wife at that time of 24 and a half years uh, got one of the most rarest forms of cancer and then fought a battle for three years until 2015. And then so she passes away in May 2015 and back in this spiral again. Everything is just up and down. So as a, as a person of faith in 2002, it was still crazy. It still had storms going on. It still had life as we know of going on. And then in 2017, I meet this wonderful prayer warrior of God, and God allows us to get married. And I get this position at Matson that I couldn't even imagine. I mean, if you look at it from a business standpoint, uh, I, was, I was a level 17 guy on the pay grade, and I got promoted to a level 32 guy on the pay grade. I, I, who does that? Only God does that, right? And so we're back in a season of high, and, I, and this high and low stuff is going to happen in your life and in my life every single day. One thing that I was told when I first got saved was just because you know Jesus doesn't mean your life becomes all easy. What it does is it allows you to see Jesus working in your life to what God wants you to do. So once again, that scripture, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So that's my short story. I mean, I can go up and down through the trials and tribulations of what God did in, in my business. In my business, I have friends that tell me, Sean, you're the most successfully unsuccessful businessman I know, right? We, we built $0 value of assets into a $24 million company and then lost it all again within six years. And, and I'm still paying for some of that stuff now, uh, you know, from a, from a fiscal standpoint. But when we left that company, the relationships of the people that I worked with, we still talk to them. We still love them. I, I, I've known people that are now Christians because of their relationship. So all those ups and downs have led to what God has continued to do. So that's my story, like I said. But what's yours? Yours may not be as exciting as mine's or as eventful, but it's your story. So today I wanted to share with you this story, and it also shared you an encouragement, an edification, a building up of you folks, and then an impartation. You see, the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians in this scripture says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything gives thanks. One of my teaching methods is if I want to know what a word means, I go look at it, I define it, I go put a Greek word, I do everything. Well, let me tell you that everything in whatever word you want to look at means everything. Everything means everything. In everything, you and I as followers of Christ, whatever stage, whatever age, whatever maturity you are as a Christian, is asked to give thanks in everything. And if you're like me, once again, how much do you find it hard, really, raise your hand, to give thanks in everything? Raise your hand, right? We all do. In the Bible, the word thanks or thanksgiving or thankful, in the most literal translation of the Bible, in the King James Version, uses that word a hundred times. In the most loosely used translation of the New Living Testament, he used that word 98 times. But in this specific text, 
in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the Greek word for thanks is eucharisto. Eucharistio. Okay, when Hawaiian say one Greek word, that's pretty good, you know, eucharistio. <laughs> if you're a Greek in here and I said it wrong, please come tell me, but that's what it says. It tells you, it gives you the enunciation, right? Eucharistio. So I just said it that way, right? Eucharistio is made up of two Greek words, you, which is good, and charis, which is grace, good grace, right? And my testimony I shared with you a little while ago, more than once in my lifetime, in those 17 years of knowing the Lord, walking with Jesus, trying to understand what it meant to live a life of love and servanthood and forgiveness and mercy and grace, what does that mean, Lord, to be thankful when I'm in the lowest of low, in the bottomless pit, and there's nothing I can do but trust you. Lord, how can I be thankful when I'm in this storm? How can I rejoice, Lord? Or how can I pray for anybody, let alone myself, to be thankful while in the midst of this storm? Because like I said before, it's never easy rejoicing, praying, or being thankful in life. We all can relate to that, right? But in the Bible, God's word. The word that I know you guys are hearing every Sunday. I, I've come here. You guys see me a couple of times. I come in. I see Riz. I give him a hug. I give Seth and Becky a hug. John and Jen. They were two of the first people I met. John and Jen, actually, diverting from the story. I met them about a month after um, Lori passed away, right? And so it's funny. They're, they're coming here kind of like the lead people trying to figure out what's going on. And then, you know, I'm supposed to be talking to them about this. And I share with them. And next thing you know, Poor Jen, she's all crying and John's all broken and we're just, we're just ministering. We're just hanging out, having this conversation about this church plant that was in the heart of them and Riz and the rest of the reality Santa Barbara people. But in the midst of that, wasn't I thankful for what was going on, guys? You guys saw my heart at that time, right? I mean, no matter what was going on in our lives, because of what God did for us, we have to be thankful. So for you and I, there's only one way for us to follow and live out this command that God says to do. And it's through Jesus. Jesus is the only way we can rejoice. Jesus is the only way that we can pray in the midst of craziness. And Jesus is the only way that we can be thankful in all things. And it's not a dictator Jesus. It's not a do this and you'll be fine. It's a, hey, I'm here. Come join me. I want you to partner with me in praying and rejoicing. And I'll show you how to do this. One of my best friends, I saw him at the football game last night. Him and I went to high school together. We used to live in 10th Avenue back in college uh, a couple years back. <laughs> I always tell this story. We had a football game, and he's all drunk, right? And, and I, wasn't, I was a pastor. I wasn't doing all stuff of the nature. And nothing wrong with drinking beer. Just don't drink 500 cases. But he goes, hey, Sean, you like one beer? And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm good, bro. Why? Well, come here and have one beer. Oh, I found Jesus. And he looks at me, he goes, why, Jesus was lost. <laughs> and I stopped, and I was like, wait, 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 no, you know what? Yeah, I think I was lost. He's like, oh, okay, you like one beer? No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> well, like I said, it's only through Jesus that we can do these things. And I want to just share with you one thing that I just learned when I was studying for this this past couple of weeks, right? Jesus is the only way that we can rejoice, pray, and be thankful in all things. And in his word, in Luke 22, there's a story about the Last Supper. We all know this, right? It's in the upper room. And the Bible says this. Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it 
and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Like Thessalonians 5, verse 18, that word text, uh, the word hangs in Luke 22 is the Eucharisto. It's the same exact word. And so when I was studying this, I, just, I came upon this story, and I was going to try and rewrite it, but you know what? I'm just going to read what the lady wrote, because this is the best interpretation I ever heard about this word, Eucharisto. Her name is Anne Voskamp, and she's a renowned Christian author, and she wrote on this topic that said, the root word of Eucharisto is charis, meaning grace. Jesus took the bread and saw it as grace and gave thanks. He took the bread and knew it to be a gift and gave thanks. Eucharisto is thanksgiving. It envelops, envelops the Greek word for grace or charis, but it also holds as derivative the Greek word kara, meaning joy. Charis, grace, Eucharisto, thanksgiving, joy. Now let's you and I think for a moment about what Jesus Eucharisto meant. He probably was thinking this, thank you, Father, that my body, symbolized by this bread, is about to be brutally broken, and I'm about to be momentarily damned by your wrath, so that you will receive supreme glory in being able to forgive undeserving sinners, and I will share eternally full joy with hundreds of millions of forgiven sinners made righteous through my sacrifice. <laughs> Jesus' thanks was not based on his upcoming present circumstances of getting beaten and killed. Jesus was about to endure the worst possible horror for you and for me, even though we didn't know it back then. But instead, he felt thankful to the Father for the grace and glory that was about to come because of the cross, and this gave him joy. People always talk about giving up their child to save someone else. I only have one daughter, and I have one son. I don't know if I could ever give them up to save you, <laughs> or any of you, or even my best friends. But Jesus did that, right? For me, that's a big wow. Rejoice, pray, and in everything give thanks. Why? Because Jesus dying on the cross for you and for you and I, his grace that is more than just about forgiveness of sins, but it connects us, you and I, in a relationship with the Father. Because of his death, we get to turn back to Jesus and go, Lord, I want all that you got in store for me. All. Because of Jesus' death, you and I get to rejoice, we get to pray, we get to give thanks in every storm, in every trial, in every hurt, in every offense, in every brokenness, in every addiction, everything that we have allowed ourselves to go through, we get to rejoice and give thanks. That's the message of the cross. It's not because of what we do that we get to say thank you, Lord. It's not because it's easy to say thank you when someone gives you $100 million or gives you food or buys you a car or whatever. But it's not, thank it's not easy to be thankful when your wife's life is stripped away to go to heaven and be in a better place. It's not easy to spend 12 weekends in jail but yet still rejoice. It's not easy to lose all this material wealth that you think you would use to make better decisions for the the church, we all stripped away. It's not easy. 
But giving thanks in everything is not based on your current, it's not based on your past, but it's based on what Jesus did for you and I. And here's a caveat. Giving thanks are in our own strength, <laughs> on our own will, on our own self-help. Yeah, we can do it, but it's not going to last. Because sooner or later, most of the time later, when that one sucker punch called life lays you out and you got nowhere to turn, nothing to do, you're going to struggle being thankful for what Jesus has done. So being thankful is based on what he did on the cross for you and you and I. It's that ability to have that intimate relationship with him. Because of that, we get to rejoice and we get to pray and we get to give thanks for him. Whenever I do a message, I also want to make sure that I just pause real quick and just make sure you notice, right? Because like I said earlier, when I first became saved, a good friend of mine told me, because you know Jesus now, your life isn't going to be easy. Jesus' grace does not make our life easier for us, right? His grace does not take away real or unwanted hurts or discipline from the Lord. His grace does not take away untimely debts, although it can. His grace does not stop all the evil that exists around the world. But his grace allows us in the midst of that craziness, that chaotic world, to be able to live in joy, to be able to live in rejoicing, to be able to pray for someone that you're not in agreement with or you're upset with or you're angry with and you have every right to be angry with, but you can pray for them. And then to live in thanksgiving of everything that God has done, continues to do, and will do in your life. God's grace puts us in a relationship with the author and perfecter of your story. God's grace gives us the ability to walk with him hand in hand to the darkest hours. And some of you, I don't know any of your stories, but I can bet 99.9% .9 of you in here have been through some dark hours. And maybe you're walking through it right now. But God's grace on that cross allows us to celebrate in the midst of those challenges and then really celebrate in those greatest victories. This past week, uh, hmm. yeah, thank you, Father. It's funny. Um, so, yeah, I've been a pastor for, uh, I was like, going on seven years now, but I, I've never been, the, and I never wanted to be the senior pastor or the guy speaking every Sunday because it just takes a lot. And I, I, God always told me that uh, when you're asked to speak or preach or teach, you say yes. But don't ever ask to do that. So I've never asked anybody any time to give any message. I just don't. But God's funny. Because every week when I'm asked to speak, I got no time to prep. Just, something just happens. There's just no time to prep. There's no time to make Sean the best message in the world. There's no time to go and study or prepare to make Sean be glorified. There's just no time at all. God knows me well enough that he strips away all that time to do a message that I would want versus what he would want. And so this week, uh, at my company, at Matson, I was covering for a, a, a co-manager of mine. And what I do down there is I, lo I love what I do at Matson. I get to work with people every day, even though it's the most challenging at times. And uh, my wife is the benefactor of me coming home, like just covered with just spiritual muck and yuck. And I want to throw people in the ocean. And what are they doing? 
and then I can process it with her and I jump in the pool or I go for a walk or I take a shower and the muck comes off. So once again this week, uh, the co-manager, and he, he runs a little bigger department than mine, it's actually the, the biggest department in the company, goes on vacation. So from Wednesday, I've been covering at his department and covering my department, and uh, this morning I had to go to work at 5.30 in the morning. And I stayed there till 8.45, <laughs> and then I drove over here, got prayed on by Riz, and I, I had a basis of a message, but that's how God works. It's, if it wasn't for his grace, I'd be up here talking about, I don't know, the smell of McDonald's hamburgers. I don't know what it would be, right? <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that you and I, every day, have an opportunity, every breathing moment, to rejoice, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in everything, because it's the will of God that God wants for you to have. I'm going to call up my wife real quick, and uh, one of her giftings is Hula. And she's going to minister to you through a, I don't know if you guys know who the Katinas are. I hope you guys do. But there's a song called Thank You. And while she's ministering through the song, I really want to ask you folks a favor. As the Holy Spirit is ministering to you in this dance and in the words that will be on the screen, just do me a favor. Just ask God, what is one or two things? Actually, you know what? Just ask God for one thing. Just one thing right now that you should be rejoicing in, that you should be praying for every single waking moment of your day, and that you should be thanking God for that one thing right now, whether it be a spouse, a relationship, a health issue, a financial issue, whatever. Ask God. And, and I've been around long enough that if you ask God something, he'll tell you an answer. You might not like it, but he'll tell you the answer. So just do that while she uh, does this. Just a little while longer, wanna pray Can get you off of my soul, came to say Thank you, Lord, just for loving me All right Many times I do forget Every need that you have met Oh, thank you, Lord I know you're showing me you are there when I'm down and out. You're holding me. Your love is so amazing. Oh, it changed me. Say, so here I am with all I have. I raise my hands to worship you. I want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you.
Amazing, wonderful, beautiful life. Isn't that cool? So I listened to my own advice and I asked God, what did he want me to say or do right now? And from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you, Reality Honolulu. What I shared with you folks today was my story. And one day, what you guys did for my family and my daughter. You just don't know. From uh, Ryan and Zoe and Becky and Seth and Matt and Nancy and the rest of the girls in that small group of hers. And Jen and John. You guys prayed my family back to where it is today and we're not done yet. What you did for my daughter, just being a friend and a mentor, I can only rejoice to God for that. I can only pray for each and every one of you that whatever God has in store for you, he's not done with you yet. Wherever you are at your walk, don't give up on God. Whatever struggle you're going through, go through it. Just ask God to come alongside you and walk you through it. Because what you guys are doing in this church, in reality, Honolulu, is affecting people one person at a time. You saw it from a man that came up here in a school that has struggled for, you guys don't know the history of this school. This school almost shut down a bunch of times. It was an immersion school that got funding taken away and then brought back into the DOE again. And, I mean, who teaches with 13 teachers in a public school? How, how do you do that? I, but what you guys have done for the school and what you are doing for people, multiple people that other than my daughter, Brandy, and my family, that's what God's called you folks here to do. So don't let anyone, which includes the enemy, to tell you folks that you're not doing God's work in this community that you are not valuable enough to reach the hundreds of thousands that surround this five, 10 mile area. And so thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for just blessing my family. 
for being a part of my family race. I always got your back, brother. And John and Jen, I always got you guys. I'll always be there for you folks. So thank you. Worship team, come on up. I want to just pray. And, um, as you guys always do, I'm going to steal this from Ralphie Honolulu when we um, lead our church. This whole communion at the end and lying on the ground and praying. We're going to somehow implement that. I love that. And we get to respond to not what I shared, but to what God might have spoken to you in this message. And I'm a local boy from Hilo that somehow survived a rough upbringing with a, with a dad that's present but not. Um, got into Kamehameha, got kicked out of the dorms. I, I've done so many just, I'm the least of what God should have saved. But I also know that because of what he's done, He's going to use me and have used me to do great things for his glory. And it's all about his glory. And I always pray that for myself. God, I don't want any of this. I want you to get the glory in it. But use me. And so today we get a chance to respond, whether it's taking communion or coming up here and crying like a baby like me, praying. But I highly encourage you that this week is Thanksgiving. How about we make the whole year Thanksgiving? And just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that someone just cut me off and blessed them. Thank you, Lord, that my next-door neighbor is pounding the doors and going crazy, but thank you that I have a house to live in. It's easy to be thankful when you know that the author and creator of your life died, died for you. Let's pray. Father God, your ecclesia, your church, this assembly of people that you've called Reality Honolulu is one of many churches that are desiring and seeking to glorify you. And so, Lord, right now, he told me and I as a, as a conventus come to you and you say when two or more gather, you are there and we can ask for anything and you shall respond. So, Father God, on behalf of he told me and I, Chad and Brandy, I pray an impartation, Lord, on this church that you allow them to reach every single person that doesn't know you yet, that hasn't had an opportunity to see the grace and richnesses and glory of you, Father God. I pray, Lord, just the power of the Holy Spirit to come down now and just allow this church to reach the unchurched, to reach the lost, to reach the broken, to reach just the downtrodden, Lord. Lord, you have a plan for this church, Lord. And it's not just Ryan and Lord, it's this whole church. Each one of this person in this church has the authority and the power from God to bless somebody. So I pray, Lord, right now that you just rain down your angels, Lord, on these people and you use them mightily for your kingdom, God. I pray that the entire Kaimuki, Kahala, UH, Palolo Valley, the housing, Kaimuki be touched by not just reality, but but all the churches in this area, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you allow Risen I and our churches to come together as one and to reach the lost together, Lord. Because you left the 99 to get the one that doesn't know you yet. And I was that one, Father God. Riz was that one. So Father, I just pray a peace and blessings on each single person in this church. Use them for your glory. Allow them to use the giftings that you've given them. 
to just love those around you. We just love you, Father, and we praise you, we honor you, and we say thank you, God. And all God's people say, Amen.